You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between a fit body and positive mental health. And our big mission, it's to help 10,000 runners to develop fitter minds in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to this episode of the Fit Mind Fit Body Podcast, where we talk to Michelle Hanlon. Michelle is a nurse from Adelaide, and she explains just what it's like when running takes over your life. Enjoy. Today on Fit Mind Fit Body, I would love to introduce you all to Michelle Hanlon. Hello, Michelle. Welcome. Hey, on Michelle. Good to be here. What nice a great to speak name. to a fellow Michelle. It is. It's the best name. <laughs> we were just saying that. And two L's as well. <laughs> Absolutely. It's the only way. <laughs> we were saying what a popular name it was. I don't know. I think I feel like I'm a bit older than you, but it was certainly oh, a very, very popular name when I was younger. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. About 1970s. Well, yeah. I'm actually a 1969. So Yeah, well, I'm a 70s. So, you know. Oh, the there you go. Basically the Beatles the had a lot to answer for. <laughs> yes. My dad yeah. used to sing me that song when I was a kid. So there yeah. you go. I reckon. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah, no. he's he's British. He said that he was um he went and saw the Beatles before they were famous. Oh, oh, how cool is that? I don't they weren't seeing Michelle then though. So I don't oh. think <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway. We could just giggle about Michelle's. It's not called a podcast about Michelle's, but it could be. We could maybe start one of those. That might we be. should. We should. <laughs> Instead, let's talk about, well, not running yet, but we will. Let's start with where Michelle, not me, you grew up. <laughs> I, I grew up on Air Peninsula. So on a farm in the middle of nowhere, halfway between Streaky Bay and Sejuna. So about 50, uh, 750 kilometres west of Adelaide. So you're a South Australian born yeah. and bred and still born live and bred. there. Yep, 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 yep. Dragged For those up. of you who don't know, we've skipped ahead and Michelle still lives in South Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, sure do. Oh, wow. So and it was, a, you were saying before, it was a pretty tiny school you went to, pretty tiny town, all of that. So when you say oh, tiny, yeah. what's tiny? So I uh, used to do a 110-kilometre trip, road trip a day to get to school and back. Wow. We lived out of town um yeah there are about 150 to 200 kids from reception to year 12 Mm -hmm. um when I went through there were six of us in year 12 yeah Uh, yeah most of most of year 12 was done by year 11 and 12 was done by correspondence but at the school with teacher support that's amazing that would that's quite a different experience from what most people have had obviously but at the time that's all you knew I suppose that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, yeah. Yeah. So. We, um, we got out, we went away, came back, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, we spent a year living in our family beach shack before we moved back to our house a few years ago when the kids were all in high school and they had to go on the bus for um, about 45, maybe 60 kilometres. And we used to think that was a really long way for them and we were being really bad parents. <laughs> but you went on much longer and they only did it for a year it sounds like you did it for many years I only caught a school I only caught a school bus for 12 months okay um 
my mum was a teacher at the school, so ah. she used to drive us to school. So we nice. got to school early and left school late oh, every lucky day. You. <laughs> yeah. Did you get good at doing like schoolwork in the car? Or... Oh, yeah, or practicing the clarinet or oh. not doing much at all, hiding in the back seat. Yeah. Oh. But we used to, once once we got home, we used to go out on the farm and help with picking stumps or doing sheep work or whatever was happening. So we had to do our schoolwork mainly in the car or at school while mum was doing her after school work. So it was a real, you know, busy sort of childhood, wasn't it? By the sound of it, like physically busy as well as some, yeah, yeah, all that travel every day. Wow. Yep. Yep. And Uh, I still like, I still like a good road trip. (laughs) That's good. Because <laughs> I grew up on a tiny island, on King Island, um, I remember thinking, you know, just it was a really long trip to go the 30 kilometres from one side of the other island to the other. Yeah. And to go to town, which I've since been back in the last year and I used to think that was miles, takes about five minutes. <laughs> That's when you, funny. When you're young, though, everything seems so much bigger. It, was crazy. it does. It how, does, yeah. How that is. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> um, how many siblings do you have? I have got one younger brother. Is he much younger? No, he's three years younger. Okay. So he's about to turn 50, my little brother. Oh, that's a bit, that's that's a bit scary, isn't it? <laughs> and he's turning 50. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I'm the oldest. And yeah. Or uh, I've got one, four. But four other siblings, but the youngest one is 18 years younger than me. So it'll be a while oh, before wow. she turns 50. The other, it will, the other three yeah. are already 50. But yeah. yeah, wow. Yeah, a bit of a gap there. But anyway, um, so you had quite an outdoorsy sort of childhood when you yeah. have the, the farm. What kind of farm was it? Uh, sheep and grain. Okay. So, yeah. Lots of to... running around? Lots of running around. And we we the farm was on a beach, so you know, lots of oh. life on the beach and... Yeah, running along the cliffs and the beach and fishing and just yeah lots of outdoors but also before technology so yeah. um you know technology wasn't really an option <laughs> which is good <laughs> yeah yeah oh, <laughs> um, I like there's more of that now but anyway yeah. yeah so it's just it sounds like quite an ideal apart from the having to drive so far every day twice um it sounds like quite an idyllic childhood oh, to me probably now now I look back on it yeah yes at the time I oh horrible because you only had I only had my brother and if you had a fight and we used to fight all the time um you know you've got you've got no friends around you've got yeah. you've got some sheep to talk to or a kangaroo in the back paddock but um <laughs> um yeah, yeah probably gave my mum a pretty hard time oh and yeah. what what was sport like for you Michelle at school um so sport for me was um, netball, um, mm. tennis, um, chasing the sheep. Mm. Um, uh, not not a lot really because we had to travel so far. Mm, that's to, what I was um, Yeah, to to get to anywhere. Um, and if mum and dad couldn't get us there, and it was mainly mum, um, if dad was out in the paddock doing something, but if mum and dad couldn't get us there, then we didn't go. Yeah. Um, the, the closest town that we did sport was about 25 kilometres. That was Smoky Bay. Mm-hmm. And then about 35 to Wirula, which is inland. Mm-hmm. And 
they're, they're both really small towns. Most people wouldn't know or would have heard of Wirala. Most people know now where Smoky Bay is because they have the best oysters in the world. Really? Um, the, in the world? In Amazing. the world. I Absolutely. love that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'll vouch for them. And I'm not affiliated with any of them. Um, <laughs> so they're just so good. Um, so it was, a, yeah, it was a long way. Um, you drive up to probably out to Penong. It's probably about a hundred and something kilometres one way. But the kids there now, my my niece and nephews, mm-hmm. they drive over 200 kilometres one way for a game of sports some weekends. Oh, wow. Yeah, they just um, joined together a few teams and yeah. a few associations and it's just a lot further for them to drive now. Yeah. It's um, but, the but, parents. Are, it's such a big thing for parents to huge, like a big uh, commitment for parents. I think those kind absolutely of absolutely huge. Instances. I remember, I remember my kids playing soccer, and you know we'd walk five houses down to the local oval mm. for most of the games, <laughs> or across to the school, which is about four houses, you know, for them to go. Yeah, that's amazing. Very oh, different. It is. It's quite different. Yeah. Um, so at school. You did obviously still did carnivals and things like that, or you know the annually. At, yeah, at school we did um, just your normal sports day. Yeah. Um, for the school, which wasn't very big, um, into school um, sports once a year, a mm-hmm. swimming carnival. You should see the swimming pool. I think it's about thirteen meters long. Um, thirteen whole meters. Thirteen, yeah, yeah. We were, we were lucky because the beach at Streaky Bay, where I went to school, the beach is beautiful, mm. but very, very tidal. Yeah, um, I mean, more likely so, to have a running race on the sand. Than a, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then an inter-school swimming carnival at Car Calderby, which is inland again. Yeah, um, once a year. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, what do you remember yeah. about those races? Oh, jeepers. I wasn't very, I was probably the most unsporty person in really? my team. I was in Waratah, which was red. Um, and I was only ever chosen in, I was a teacher's kid too. That was hard work being a mm. teacher's kid in a small country school. Um, <laughs> didn't live in town with the other kids. So, yeah, so you, you had that you extra. Weren't, yep. Mm. Didn't catch a school bus and have that mm. time to build up friendships. Yeah. Um, but I remember seeing a photo of me in a school magazine and I think I ran an 800 metre run because no one else wanted to do it. Um, (laughs) I remember completing it dead last, but I remember completing it. And the same for a swimming carnival in about, I think it was year 11 or year 12, no one wanted to do butterfly and we all had to do at least one event. And so I ended up getting the swimming medal that year because I actually did two events because no one else wanted to do butterfly. And so I got more points than the really good swimmers. <laughs> I'd done one more event than them. Go you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so a statistician as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it worked. <laughs> So but no, can, I wasn't. I wasn't very good. I enjoyed it, but I wasn't very good. So you did enjoy it, though. Like that's quite a. That's an interesting thing. I think that. Yeah. You yeah. know, when you look back at at sport, and did you enjoy it because you did well, or did you enjoy it, you know, because of how it made you feel, or you know, you just intrinsically enjoyed moving your body. Yeah. Versus yeah. you know yeah, avoiding probably. it like the plague, like a lot of. <laughs> well, we didn't have a choice being on the farm. My brother and I used to have. Um, competitions to see who could live the lift the biggest stump or the biggest stone <sighs> into the trailer at quite a young age oh really yeah so you were building yeah. up building up muscles at well, quite a young really, age not, doing 
not re- not realizing what you're doing, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so competitive. So you and your brother were quite competitive. Do you think only with each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, only with each other. <laughs> yeah, my brother and I are very competitive. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he's one boy he with with you know what is it four girls so oh yeah he, <laughs> he needed to be yes he did and and um I certainly didn't allow him to <laughs> it, I, I do remember you know when because boys if they have the same training or whatever they get faster it's just they unfortunate <laughs> I still remember the day that happened I wasn't happy <laughs> being three years younger than me like your brother yeah like, oh, yeah, yeah. You. <laughs> oh that that three-year age bracket's not the best I don't think <laughs> no, that's right all right so what did you so you did year 12 yep and then what did you do at the end of year 12 I came to the big smoke to start nursing which is you're in the big smoke now yeah in Adelaide the yep. same big yep. smoke that the same big smoke. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So I left a sheep farm in the middle of nowhere with no neighbours to live in the nurse's home at a big um, teaching hospital. Oh, is that a culture shock? Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a culture I, shock to me. I honestly don't know how I survived. I just, just do not know how I survived. Um, and, you know, across the road from a big pub, I was just 17. And you went there in your uniform. You had to have been 18 to go there in your uniform. Um, I never picked up smoking. I tried it a few times because mm. all nurses um, smoke, co- yeah. smoke cigarettes and drank coffee. Mm-hmm. I don't know, actually, maybe we should try smoking coffee. That might work better on night duty. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Um, uh. And, yeah, I never got into the smoking, which was a good thing. Didn't like coffee for a long time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you just go across the road, and if you're in your uniform, they used to serve you a drink. So it was That's a nice. multi-story, multi-story building. Yeah, we lived on the uh, our year. We're on the fourth floor. Yeah, with medical students and other nurses above us, and but there was all, there were always security guards, and the old matron used to come around and and check that you're in your rooms, and um, wow. it was shut between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. And yeah, it's not like that anymore, is it? Like. I- nursing no it's a no. like it's a university the, then a yep, whatever that's all, right yep they don't yep. all get put into you know like my, my no. mum did nursing she went like obviously 20 odd years before you from king island yeah. to melbourne so she had yeah. this probably from a farm similar <laughs> so from, she would have had a very yeah, similar exactly because yeah. <laughs> yeah. i know she talked about matrons and stuff like that to me over the years and i went oh Sounds like yeah, fun. oh no. Like if you were ever <laughs> off sick, there'd be a knock on the door yeah. to check that you were actually in your room. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Oh. You wouldn't you wouldn't dare check up on someone ringing in sick these days. So so apart from going to the pub, what did you yeah. do in your time? Uh, spare time, out, free time, whatever it's called. Just went out between yeah. lates and earlies, went to nightclubs. <laughs> there was no sport, you, you no exercise, <laughs> no nothing. <laughs> Wow, how long did yeah. that go on for? Uh, yeah, yeah. Till about last week, yeah. sometimes. Yeah, about oh, earlier this week. Right. <laughs> no, went on for a while. Went on yeah. for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with lots of your nursing buddies, I assume you made lots of friends. Yeah, lots, lots, lots. Yeah, lots of lots mm. of buddies. Um, 
But again, it was a pretty, um, people would move in and move out. I only stayed in the nursing home for about 12, 18 months. Okay. Um, and then moved into a flat because um, yeah. that seemed like the big kid thing to do. Then got a car so you didn't have to catch the bus to try and get yeah. to work with shift work. Um, a little Cortina. Um, and it then, you know, met my kid's dad along the way mm-hmm. um, and moved into a house. And that oh. was, I had quite a few flats because it was a transient sort of lifestyle, I suppose, with people yeah. finishing their studying, 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 changing jobs. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, then met my kid's dad and moved into a house um, yeah. just around the corner really from where I live now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so you went, you finished your nursing degree yep. or whatever they call it um, in, back then, um, and then you go nursing. So did you, yep. where did you go nursing? I stay, you... I've stayed in Adelaide most of the time. And did you stay yep. in the same hospital, like the same hospital? No, 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 no. Yep. And I've got do not return written on my chest for that hospital. It's tattooed on the chest. <laughs> Okay. we don't need to name the hospital <laughs> no 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 oh, I, 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 I it was a pretty traumatic experience for a you know okay. a just 17 year old yeah. from the country it, yeah it was um yeah yeah and you know you didn't have I used to go home I couldn't when I was at home I couldn't wait to leave home yeah and then once I got there I used mm-hmm. to catch the bus mm-hmm. you know the, t- the 10 12 hour journey back home as often as I could wow yeah so there was no saving money I was just I'm just going out partying and um, trying to catch the bus home. Yeah. Yeah. And when did you get your driver's license? Oh, the day I turned 16. (laughs) So you could have had a car and then driven the boy instead of catching the bus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I I I did that after a while. I did that after a while, but not. Not um, initially. Not initially, no. No, I wasn't driving in Adelaide. That was a bit scary. Well, as like coming from King Island, I totally understand that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. We had a cleaner here at our house when our kids were little, because um, I got five, and so I needed someone to help me. Absolutely. <laughs> um, she hadn't like she lived up here at the top of Tasmania, where I live, or in Launceston, and near Launceston, and she had never driven in Hobart, so like our bigger oh. city. Yeah, yeah, it's quite it's quite interesting that the whole mental stuff you have to get around to do some of that. Isn't that funny yeah. though? And like from Launceston to Hobart, it's really not that far. Two hours, two or two and a half hours with yeah, the yeah. roadworks, <laughs> almost well, three hours. <laughs> it, it, yeah, three with a stop at Ross, you know, exactly. for a coffee or um, to some sightseeing or something. But yeah, <laughs> they have a nice bakery there. <laughs> they do, they do. Haven't been there for nice years, but mm. yeah, yeah. And they um, have a run as well. Oh, I've done a few walks. But I haven't. No, I haven't done it. Oh, you I've only go. I've only done park runs in Tasmania. <laughs> park run tourism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I used to go to Tassie for work, so. Oh, um, I see. <laughs> so I do a park run in Launceston and then a park run in Hobart. That's yeah. very cool. I like that. I love that. Yeah. Oh, before we get onto your running. Well, maybe to get onto your running. How did that start? So you you're a nurse, you know, you've moved into a house with yeah. your children's 
dad (laughs) (laughs) and I was at I I wanted to do we our annual Adelaide run is the city to bay it's from the city down to Glenelg Mm -hmm. um in about September every year um and I'd been wanting to do that before I turned 40 so at 42 um sorry just 12 12 kilometers Mm -hmm. Um, gentle downhill, just downhill, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's certainly not like some of the others with a hill or a bridge or anything in between. Um, yeah. The first, the first K, I think, is a gentle uphill, and then it's then basically all downhill. So it's quite a fast 12 kilometres um, for those who are into um, racing. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what the what the record is for it, but maybe 27 minutes or. It's quite a fast 12K anyway. Um, So I'd been home, had my three kids, um, hadn't been exercising, wanted to get into exercising, and a dear girlfriend, Margie, had said, do you want to come to step into life with me? And um, I went out wearing, oh, my goodness, I just remember the daggiest, biggest um, T-shirt I could find to hide my fat. And um, the daggiest tracksuit pants and these clunky new balance walking shoes and went along to this exercise class <laughs> and that was in about July August and there was the city to bay coming up in the September because I'd tried training for it in a couple of years before and yeah. I didn't know how I didn't know where to go to look to learn to run mm-hmm. and I used to go out with a neighbor and run and he was younger fitter and I'd be worn out in a hundred meters and then mm. just go, I can't, I can't do the rest of it. And we were only one and a half kilometers from the coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't even get myself to the beach to run along the oh. beach. So I'd turn around and come home again. So instead of going slow and, you know, getting a bit further, I used to yeah. go out and run as hard as I could and go, no, nah, I can't do any more. Come home again. Hard. Yeah. 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 So I went to this exercise class with Maggie and, um, they were training for the city to bay. We're about to start training for the city to bay. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yes. So I went along to the training runs. I went along to the exercise classes. And that year I did. So this was in July, August. In the September, I did the 12 kilometres. Oh, wow. Um, you obviously spun that around. But... Oh, no. The PT <laughs> lied to me because there's a six kilometre option. And she told me it was cancelled that year. And because I didn't know any better, I believed her. (laughs) And that was about 10 years ago. Yeah, just over 10 years ago. So that's how you started and that was your first run. Like you you trained for an event. Yep, yep, yep. And I don't like pink and I had this little pink polar watch. And I think it was a second-hand one of my mum's, I think. I don't think I bought or whether I did get it through Kerry, the PT. Um, yeah, and I remember looking at it and it was saying, you know, one kilometre, however minute, many minutes it took you, and I was playing mind games with myself, trying to add, yeah. they weren't games, um, maths games, I should say, and trying to add up how far I did that kilometre and how long it was yep. going to take me to do the next kilometre and there were kilometre markers and, oh, my goodness gracious That's impossible. Me. I'm sorry. Oh. That was a really rookie mistake there. Stupid. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was my first run yeah <laughs> I don't you're know like, matter like, how many runs you've done trying to do that kind of arithmetic when you're in a race I am like, oh that my is, goodness nah, nah. But like, it had 
it had people giving out super duper ice blocks on the side of the road and there were little bands every now and then playing and there were crowds on oh. on Anzac Highway which the most of it is along mm-hmm. which is three lanes in and three lanes out of the city mm-hmm. so um for Adelaide it's a, it's a big running event yeah. and you know that gets shut down the the whole road and um it yeah it it was it's a big day out it's but um mm-hmm. I finished it and how did you feel when you finished? How, how did you feel? Elated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what's and, next? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Well, well, Kerry's claim to fame is she taught me how to run, but she didn't teach me how to stop. So, uh, um, uh, yeah. So I remember doing, I remember doing a couple of 10K runs around the river, over a lot of the river Torrens in the city yeah. that summer, and then nothing much until... So that was in September. Then I did my first half marathon in the May the next year. Um, And then um, there was, you know, you went on to a marathon and the person I was training to do a marathon with um, lived close by and there was this thing called, you know, when you, you start to get into an activity, it doesn't matter what it is, you get contacts and you hear about more activities along the same line. Mm-hmm. And um, there's this thing called an ultra marathon and it was up through the hills around the city. And so the year, so the next year when I did my first um, half marathon and then marathon and then it's like, well, we've got this long distance training under our belt, you know, only May to um, September. Um, why don't we do Eurobilla, this 56-kilometre ultramarathon, and just keep going with the long-distance training? Wow. Um, and then you meet these people and there's this thing called Heisen 105. <laughs> oh, let's look at that for next year. So this year we'll course market and volunteer at it and then buddy run someone. So we were there from like 5 a.m. to um, quarter to 12 when – Kelly and Matt finished that we were buddy running and um, then the next year you know you you, you attempt to run that <laughs> so who's the we who who are you dragging oh, along so, <laughs> so, uh, so <laughs> it was just someone who lived nearby that well no I was being dragged because oh, okay <laughs> they they had done a marathon before I hadn't so I didn't know what mm-hmm. I was getting into mm-hmm. um yeah yeah so, so the, the two of just, you just kept um like because a lot of people yeah. will finish a marathon and go, I'm never doing that again. Or <laughs> and then well, a few I've, weeks later they go, Oh, okay. Oh, no. Where's my next road marathon? Na- oh, road marathons suck. I've only ever <laughs> done do. one official road marathon such since then. Oh my goodness. Left, right, repeat. Um <laughs> just give me an ultra marathon that's a traveling picnic any day. Um, <laughs> so, so how did you discover that? So that was doing the the, the first the fifty six. Was that a, a trail? Yeah, the fifty. Yeah, it is a trail. It's mm. the, one of the most beautiful trails, and it's a really. This might sound a bit of a contradiction, but it's a really easy ultra marathon to do mm. because it's only about five to six k's between each aid station. So really, oh. it's only eleven park runs. Um, you never more can than do eleven two- park. Runs. Yeah. that's right in a row in a row yeah <laughs> um um so you're never more than two and a half three k's I've seen people 
do it with nothing but a little handheld water bottle um, because, you know, you're only going to get 5Ks and then yeah. there's an, a, food, a food station. Mm-hmm. And the older guys who first started Urabilla used to have fruit cake and rice pudding. Um, so when I got involved in helping organise Urabilla, mm-hmm. we used to try and have those solid whole foods again and you know have the aid station where they used to have rice pudding have rice rice pudding there and have fruit cake at the aid station they had fruit cake at um that's why you call it a yeah. picnic it, oh that's what ultra marathons are isn't it? I, have no idea. Picnic. Oh. I really need you to run. uh you, you, you run you run you eat you run you eat you run. well i i was race director for for the convicts and winches here for a little while mm. the 50k oh and, um, i looked at doing that yeah that's obviously where i fell down like we did have watermelon and um, <laughs> lollies and oh. things like that but no rice pudding and fruit cake that i'm aware of anyway. <laughs> oh well that was that was that was their thing to do so i think it was cherry's wife who who used to make the rice pudding in the fruit cake? Yeah, I love that. That's just yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you kept going. So why do you think I you have... kept going after this little, you know, oh. the start of it, and then you road ran the marathon, and you ended up yeah. in this sort of trail world? Do you think if you hadn't ended up in the trail world, maybe you wouldn't have? I probably it would be a different. Wouldn't different? It's I think it park run or something. Been, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, it would have been very think? different. Mm. would have been very different um my social life or lack, lack thereof would be very different um wouldn't have met as cool a people as I've met um but I was an outdoors country kid and I think mm. that appeals with trails there's a lot yeah. less people I don't yeah. like people um, no, very much. no I'm not that keen either <laughs> uh, give me a good dog lick any day to, to people um, i love a person i just don't like people <laughs> that make yeah, yeah I'm, people. I'm, I'm with that you lots, lots of people i like lots talking to people, people. <laughs> yeah. don't like them all together in one space together at the same time no 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 exactly exactly <laughs> um you know not ever having a, a neighbor and, and growing up with just no. mum dad and a brother so there still yeah. wasn't a lot of us um mm. i still don't like lots of people in a shopping centre. I'll still look yeah. to see that there are two exits in case one is blocked when I go into a building. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, That's interesting. It's interesting. Are you living in a suburban sort of environment now? Yeah, but we've, we've bought some property in the southern Flinders Ranges to move to down the track because there's just? less people up there. <laughs> yeah, we have. <laughs> that makes sense. It's a, it's a lot less people-y. Um, but also, it's it, it's a lot more central to lots of cool things, trails and yeah. the beach, and than yeah. than what we are here. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think if I hadn't got into trails, I wouldn't have run as much. Um, it yeah, life would be very different because I I really don't enjoy road running. Mm-hmm. Um, um. But the trails, you know, you've got trees and koalas and mm. green things and um, wildlife. Like the, the trails in the Flinders Ranges, there's emus and kangaroos and wallabies. Wow. And um, and like the trails in Tassie, I went and did Tassie Trail Fest with Chris Ord, you know, oh, out of out yeah. of Launceston across to the um, east there when yeah. he first did that. Oh, my goodness gracious me. The greenery and the oh, just amazing, yeah. And up, what's it called? Blue, yeah. And no, not quite, no, not quite Scottsdale. Um, blue, Tia, 
Derby, Blue Derby, at mountain Derby. bike. At Derby. Derby, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The and then T-Rex. another little... Yeah. Or the drag, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, no, yeah. Was at, it was at Derby, yeah, yeah. Yeah, at Derby. And these mountain yeah. bike trails, they, yes. they closed them for us for, yeah. for a few hours each day. Yeah. And there was somewhere else. It was just these big um, trees and ferns and, uh, oh, amazing. So you've done heaps of travelling now with your ultra running? Ultra trail running? Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say heaps. I've seen some pretty cool places because um, you've still got family and work and, oh. you know, financial commitments and travelling and doing these things. <laughs> yeah, I know. It gives you the shits, really. Exactly. Stop it. Can, can I just have the money without actually having to that's do right. the money? Get the money you to... kids feed yourself and get yourself where you need to go. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, that's now. They're all adults, so there's grandkids now. Um, Me too. So they... <laughs> Yeah, how cool are grandkids? Yeah, happy birthday, Zavi. Um, number Aww. three is five today. No, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, the oldest oh. little boy. That's He's amazing. So cool. Started school yesterday, five today. Yeah. That is, I got ticking off all those little milestones. Oh, I still, when I hug him, I still sniff him. Oh. I just, <laughs> you know you sniff babies? Well, my grandchildren are uh, a long way away. They're in oh. Queens, Queensland and in the top of Northern Territory, uh, not Northern oh. Territory, uh, New South Wales. They're all basically oh. in Queensland. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, bugger. But bugger. I do get to see them every now and then, but not as oh, often that's... as if they live down the road. <laughs> no, oh, these these ones live an hour away. So, um, oh, yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah, when you get to see them, you make sure you hug them and sniff them and you kiss make them. The yeah. most. I do still have two at home as well, plus a girlfriend. So it's not like oh. I'm <laughs> without. Yeah, <I'm... laughs> no, well, my youngest has moved back home with a boyfriend. So, um, yeah, go. but that just means we've got dog sitters and house sitters yeah, for when, when we go away. <laughs> I think that too, actually. <laughs> I love Candy. that. Yes. Um, and, and, mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, I was going to say it's handy and it's a different relationship having adult children at home doing that than having kids that you're responsible for. It's a different, it's a different lifestyle, mm-hmm. different responsibility. Yeah. I think as parents, we're always there and always responsible for them. but. Um, it's just, it is it's different. different. Yeah, it is. I, I do wish that they would be more responsible for stacking the dishwasher and occasionally uh-huh. saying, yes, I'll cook a meal. But apart from that, uh-huh. I don't have to do anything. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> and if your room's a mess and your bed's not made, shut the door, I don't care. Pretty yeah. much, yeah, that's my life. Uh, and they, they can drive themselves around, which is handy. <laughs> yes, and us around too. So exactly. we have been dropped off a few times. Yeah, it's good. yeah. Me too. What do, what do your kids think about your running? How do your family? Because they would have known you before and after. Yeah. Um, so the two girls, I've got a, a boy and then two girls. The two girls actually did City Bay with me one year and dressed up and, oh, and made the local paper. That's amazing. The, adver- the advertiser dressed as Mexicans with their moustaches and um, their ponchos on. Um, <laughs> and they've also done... We did a fundraising run for um, Emma McEwen, her name is now, um, who was in the Australian team for, I think it was the 100K team for her to be able to get there um, around the Uni Loop, which is just in the city between mm-hmm. the Women's and Children's Hospital and um, just behind the zoo. That's a really cool place to run because first thing in the morning you hear the lions and the monkeys yeah. and chimps waking up. Yeah. Um, and they came and did um, a six-hour event there with me um, once. But apart from that, none of them are exercise people mm. uh, or have done 
or have been to a finish line and been there to cheer or mm. um, I think it's just something that mum does and it's accepted but there's no no outward support or, um, yeah. Oh, Rachel did bring little Zadie who's five today. So his mum, who's my middle child, um, we had uh, Felix stay with us. Felix uh, Weber from Germany stayed with mm-hmm. us for a while. And when he was running the Heisen, tra- he ran the length of the Heisen Trail in about five minutes or something like that. Um, <laughs> maybe not quite the 1200Ks, but um, <laughs> and Xavier was, yeah, almost, maybe six minutes. Um, <laughs> it was quite a young baby. And we used to go out and meet up and have a little picnic while we're waiting for, for Felix to come through. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. That is awesome. But my kids don't really have anything to do with me running. So do you no. think though them seeing you as a runner, as an adult, means that yeah. they think, well, you know, that's part of my genetics. It's in my toolbox. If I ever want to do it, it's there. Like it's not you know, if you haven't had an experience hopefully, of things hopefully. or your family haven't you know, haven't yeah. been demonstrated in your family it seems a little bit further removed from your life, some but activities? I'm, I'm the first runner my parents ever met. I'm the first marathoner oh. my parents ever knew the name of. That's amazing. So it, running's not in my genetics. <laughs> but it is now. <laughs> I, it, is, it is now, yeah. Hopefully the kids will um, pick up exercise, like, you know, for your mental health as well as your physical yeah. health. Um, yeah. Even just getting out and walking the dogs is... Yeah, it's good. Just walk down to the beach, watch the sunset, take them for a lap around the oval, just getting out and getting that fresh air, hopefully. But then they didn't see me pick it up until later. Mm-hmm. So maybe they think you don't have to pick it up until later. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But, and and you've got your grandkids too. That's right. Um, I've known you as a runner. And I, I um, take the, little, the younger ones to the park uh, when we do, you know, whether we're walking or I'm carrying them or in a pram or however, we get out and go and do something because it wears them out as well, makes life easier for you. Yeah, um, that sounds good. <laughs> oh, you, you need to, you need to do active things with kids. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so hopefully, hopefully down the track, something will come of it. But yeah, I'll, I'll be there for them. If they, if they want to do something, I will crew them, buddy run them, be there with them, anything. Because that's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what sort of nursing are you doing at the moment? Oh, I'm just transitioning into ED, but I'm generally a surgical nurse. Okay. So, so looking after people before and after operations. Yep. Yeah. And so you, but you're going into emergency. That's yeah. that's what ED is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, the emergency department. Emergency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keeping oh, wow. the brain ticking, learning new things. Um, it's very different to um, being on a ward, that's yeah. for sure. Because um, you don't know what's coming it, in the door any minute, I suppose. No, nah, you yeah, don't. Triage. No. And I've done some, oh, I'm nowhere near doing triage. Um, mm. <laughs> and yeah. need a bit more experience before we even consider that. Um, I've worked in a day surgery and with a high turnover, you know, 50, mm. 50 patients a day. So you see 50 come in through the door okay. um, and out through the door and you certainly don't get those numbers and you're not um, in your shift in an emergency department. Mm. But also with the day surgery, you see them come in, the completion of their mm. procedure, you know, what's wrong with them and then off they go again. 
mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason it may be. You don't see that in the emergency department generally. They may come in with a, a cup that needs stitches and you see them come in with their issue and fixed up and go again. But yeah. quite often they'll go off to the ward or um, go somewhere else and, or refer, discharged and referred for a procedure somewhere else or at a later time as an outpatient so you don't yeah. get to see that um, completion you don't yeah and you don't mm-hmm. have that continuity of care with them so yeah and very rarely would you come back the next shift and that patient's still there yeah so it, yeah. it's it's very different um think lots of thinking on your feet lots of lateral thinking problem solving a lot more of that than there is in a general hospital ward yeah and it's different why why are you moved to Oh, I, I did. It certainly wasn't a plan. Um, I've given up my permanency. That was getting really tricky with uh, having a permanent uh, job with doing all the things I'm doing with Ultra Series and travelling uh-huh. around the country with Ultra Series. Um, roster coordinators don't like you requesting. Um, and it's like, I can give you the dates, approximate dates for two to three years out. <laughs> no, that doesn't work. Um and I saw a shift agency nursing. I saw a shift um, for an emergency department one day and said, look, I haven't done it before. Would they be willing to have me because I'm available mm. for that shift? And they said, yes. And I like them and they like me and wow. um, hit, hit the ground running. Yeah. So you're, um, you, about, well, I can't say you're part-time or full-time. You're no. or is it called I'm, agency I'm, I'm I'm casual, so I work, but um, yeah, and I'm mainly through the agency. I still have a casual job in another hospital, um, as we speak at the moment. Yeah, so you can um, have as many hours as you want, basically, but it's under your yeah, like you said. And if if I'm unavailable, because like you know, Sunday I fly out to Western Australia for Delirious West 200 miler next week. Yeah, um, I don't have to apply for leave. I just cross myself off on the roster I'm not available for x amount of days yeah um and yeah and so it's also my risk that I may not get any shifts or may not get enough shifts because mm-hmm. I'm not permanent I don't have that permanency and those guaranteed shifts mm. um but it's a lot less a lot easier life-wise and a lot less stress um and it makes me a bit happier person not having to put up with those stresses and yeah, um, yeah what goes along with that. But you're still doing shift work. Oh yeah, yeah, a yeah. Stressor in itself. Yeah, oh, it's oh. a huge stressor. Yeah, challenging. <laughs> I, one of Hence the, the people the I run with regularly does still does shift work. And she's a nurse. Yeah, and it's like yeah. I just don't know how you do it, <laughs> you know, and has done it all, you know, all the way through her career. It's just it's such a hard thing to do. I think that you know, changing of your sleeping patterns all the time and. I don't really know any different. I've mainly done shift work, except for when I was coming to Tassie for work. That was um, office hours as such. I was um, teaching at different universities around Australia. Okay. Um, And so, yeah, spent some time at UTAS. Um, Very cool. And, yeah, so I used to try and get in a run before or after work those days, but it was all daylight, so you didn't have to worry about um, running in the dark. Yeah. um, Except for winter in winter in Tassie is a bit running in the dark but that's <laughs> that's okay <laughs> yeah that's right um so I used to run home from work in winter oh, wow. um 
and yeah to our airbnb but mm-hmm. um apart from that i've mainly done shift work so there's positives to shift work as well because you can mm-hmm. you know you, your work day's done by 2 33 o'clock or you know i've got night duty i had like night duty last night and i've got night duty again tonight so you know it gives me time now to have dinner with the family and um talk to you yes um aren't we lucky <laughs> and, yeah yeah and at this time of the year the sun's setting as I drive off to work and you you, you drive to the setting sun and it's just beautiful being outside mm. I know I'm driving I'm not outside outside walking or anything but you know still getting to see the sky and coming home with the sky changing color it's gorgeous yeah so uh, how do you fit in your training with what I oh, think is still quite well. a busy life but yeah, um, my training at the moment is starting again. So uh-huh. um, I had a bit of a, a hip niggle, which I think might be a bit menopause related, mm-hmm. um, about 18 months ago. And I wanted to be a part of um, Hysterical Carnage, which is the last man standing at Loxton in the Riverland here in South Australia. Yeah. Um, the one that had a... a, a um, a sudden finish early in the piece 30 laps in, in or last year or 30 yeah 30 laps in yeah and it was me who made the call to call it off oh good but on you it was oh yeah <laughs> oh we've been watching weather weather apps and oh weather apps and lightning apps and holy shit balls that was fucking horrible um mm. but oh and tears were shed not by the runners oh. by me um oh. but you know so the first running of that was um, my birthday weekend the year before mm-hmm. and I was being a part of the inaugural Last Man Standing in South Australia mm-hmm. on my birthday. I was doing, and I shouldn't have um, because I knew my hip wasn't up to it and the stairway to heaven right at the start is just shit. Um, if you like, it was it was a sand hill that year. It's mm. steps now. Well, we'll see what it is after the floods, but um they might have to rebuild some steps, I think. Mm. Um, and I didn't um, exercise for quite a while after that and just starting to get back into it. And two months ago, I broke a toe. So um, <laughs> if it's not flat, um, I can now do things that involve putting pressure on your toes, yeah. um, strength work and just, you know, squats and things like that it's amazing how much you rely on your toes once you've got a broken one and you can't and you can't so I haven't done trails I haven't it has to be flat road at at the moment or um, my foot just wouldn't cope with it so I'm back at almost square one oh how frustrating Uh, yeah yeah fairly yeah yeah. (laughs) so I've got some new tarkeen sitting there waiting for me to wear and um I'm going to get back out there so, so I've done, I think, three park runs in the last two months and that's it. Oh, wow. You must be pulling yeah. hair out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not much to pull out, but it's yeah. Like, <laughs> um, so <laughs> instead of going for a run, you are busy helping organise other runs. Others. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's good fun. Oh, everyone should get on in that gig and at, at least volunteer and see because I'm a back-of-the-pack runner. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where the party happens, but... Um, you That's only see whether whether you yeah whether you're a front of the pack runner mid pack runner it doesn't matter where you sit in an event you generally only see those runners that are the same speed as you mm. 
mm-hmm. or bunny hop when one stops at an aid station and the next one keeps going unless it's the last man standing that's what I love about that is it brings yeah. brings everyone back levels the playing field you may not be going to get as many laps as Phil Gore's getting um <laughs> but um you still get to start for me mm. as one of the slower runners I still started each lap with Phil mm. at the same time I was yeah. you know we were there together so yeah. it, it, it levels things out like that. Yeah. So, but volunteering, no matter the length of the event, you get to see all the runners. Yeah. Um, unless there are different loops for different distances to do, but you get to see the fastest ones and the slowest ones and everyone in between. So I love that. You get to support everyone, not just um, be there and see a few people. Those people around you. Yeah, yeah, Aww. yeah. It's pretty cool. I, we do a lot of um, handicap running here, the handicap yeah. races. So that means we all start at a different time. So the slower runners tend to start first <laughs> and then yeah, the fastest yeah. runs start at the end. Oh, so, that's cool. So it's not the same as everyone starting off a gun. Um, but, of course, you, you still have the same people that you hang out with. because Yeah, that's catch the same How do you go with people, <laughs> people um, self-seeding themselves and maybe not quite getting their seeding correct? Yes, it is. That is uh, the handicappers, the bane of a handicapper's life is people yeah. that they don't, um, ha- you don't have any pedigree for, if you like, or don't have any history. Um, yeah. They don't know what their running thing is. And so they have yeah. certain formulas and stuff. It's quite a complicated, but basically try to get everybody to finish within five minutes. That's yeah. the yeah, main, aim, depending on the distance. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it but it means that anyone who starts technically could win. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Which that's is cool. kind of cool. Yeah. It, it is. It so is. similar to what you were saying, except that you do tend to, if you because we do them every week during winter, you do tend to run around the same people each because yeah. you yeah. often start in a similar kind of pack. Mm. But it gives anyway. those fast ones someone to chase, doesn't it? Oh, yes, they always have someone to chase. Yeah, because they instead often of being don't, out don't front, get up there. Yeah. Mm. No, yeah. instead of being out in front and not knowing where anyone is, that'd be a different mind game to yeah. um you know being at the front the whole time, the which whole I've time. seen, mm. you know, lots of runners be, and mm. you don't know, they're looking over their shoulder because they don't know where the next person is. Yep. And exactly. how close behind them. Yeah. And it, it must take a very different headspace and a good headspace to be able to lead from the front, from the start and stay yep. there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Then, oh, look, there's someone. Let's try and mm-hmm. catch that person. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's quite different. I wonder whether sometimes it would mean that you'll run faster because there's always someone to catch as opposed yeah, to, yeah. as you said, just running up by yourself. I've done that once. I yeah. wouldn't say I'm a competitive person, but one event was a Jodie Lee Foundation, so a fundraiser work, walk for or run for bowel cancer a few years ago um one of the girls in our team got blisters and stopped and so she was walking so I walked with her mm. and then when she stopped the rest had all gone and run on um I went oh no I'll keep going to the finish and I decided to start running because it's just different on your body yeah. um with what you're doing and I find running more gentle on my body than a long distance walk yeah. and um I was like oh I'm gonna see if I can catch that person and then I started counting how many I picked off and that got addictive it was only for one little event just for an hour but um that was really I thought oh can I catch the next one can I catch that they were walking or slow really slow jogging and I'll 
it's not the point. I caught up with them and I passed them. <laughs> and it made you feel, I know uh, I was coming back from an injury a couple of years ago and started going to our, one of our local park runs and it's a yeah. two lap one. And so I would run with my husband who's a, was also coming back from an injury and was a bit slower at the time. Uh, so I'd go the first lap, you know, slowly with him. And then as I started getting stronger over the weeks, the second lap would be a fast one and I'd be catching everyone and I'd be like, oh, this is oh, awesome. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. It was only because yeah, I was yeah. doing it like that because <laughs> I didn't start off. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, um, I totally It's understand. nice sometimes. It's good for it a bit does, of headspace sometimes to actually, yeah, be able to catch up and pass and give you a bit of incentive to yeah. keep going and keep training and, yeah. Exactly. Um, what would have been your favourite run that you have run in? What's your rave Ooh. run? Yeah. Oh, um, mm. I still really like Eurobilla. Mm. Um, that 56k locally here. You've done it a koalas. You haven't. I have. No, I've done it three times yeah. and helped organise it um, a few times. Um, I haven't been involved with it for a few years now, mm. but yeah, that's one of my favourites just because of the koalas. I think. Mm. Um, we don't and have the them here. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we don't do have koalas in Tassie. <laughs> do you know when we went to the Blue Mountains for Unreasonable East in the middle of last year, yeah. in between floods, thankfully, mm. I saw a koala in the Blue Mountains. Oh, wonderful. And apparently that's almost, I was out um, course marking with a girl um, who she hadn't course marked. So I was showing her how to course mark mm. and she knew that, but she knew the trail. So we worked really well together. Um, and yeah, there's a, a koala. And I went to reporter and they're like, can you give us a pin drop of where it is? There aren't very many. And I've oh, been wow. followed up with sense. Have you seen it again? It's like, no, because I'm in South Australia now. But yeah, <laughs> there aren't very many there. Which you must have your eye in. You must be. Um, um, like yeah, but I, oh, no, it made a noise. Uh, no, it made oh, a noise. So I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have known where it was. But I also love the Flinders Ranges. Um, and I'm so, so, so excited for um Irrational South to be headed up to the Flinders because the mm. Flinders is a really special part of the world, which is one of the reasons we've bought property there. But mm. um, it's just absolutely divine. The colours, the sights, the it's it's not it's like everywhere else on earth, but nowhere else on earth all at the same time. It's just oh. amazing. Just beautiful. Yeah. Oh, oh, just just beautiful with the with the rocks and the the different colour trees and the the different colour soils. Um, Oh, just beautiful. So yeah. What can you think of a run being a training or a race where yeah. you've just had that flow experience where it was just Ooh. Ooh. just everything seemed to be going right and um just felt awesome. and until um probably Adelaide Marathon, which is a really windy up and down course, mm -hmm. and I was heading for a sub two hour which is fast for me and the person running next to me said oh you're going to get sub two hour today and I and it was everything was going beautifully are you doing the half, was, the half marathon the half marathon and everything was just beautiful and that comment was made and I stopped because oh. I didn't think I deserved a oh. sub two hour oh Michelle yeah I did so I did 201 um, after stopping at the last aid station for a while, um, yeah. but so but every yeah was just beautiful. Everything was flowing. Yeah, just it was just yeah, 
did well. So, yeah. so because you didn't think you deserved it? Yep, I why? stopped. Why don't you think you deserve it? Oh, I don't I don't know. Now I just I look back on that and think, you idiot, you absolute <laughs> idiot. Um flick that little birdie off your shoulder. Yeah. Um absolutely you do. So um I hadn't been running that long at yep. the time. So maybe I thought you know, there's lots of talk about you should only increase your distance by this amount of time per yeah, week, which is an absolute safety. Yeah, which is an absolute safety issue. Yeah. So you don't injure your body. Yeah. Um, um, and, you know, people should be running for X amount of time before they attempt a half marathon or marathon mm. or whatever. And no one had ever told me that. And because I didn't, I didn't know these things, I just did things. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I honestly can't tell you why I thought I didn't deserve it and stopped. Isn't it funny how we, like, for me to hear something like that, I if I had stopped, it might be because, oh, shit, maybe I'm going to blow up in a minute. I'm obviously running too yeah. fast. I'm obviously going to blow up. And so I'd be afraid. Oh, no. More afraid. We, than... were, <laughs> we were within a kilometre of the finish line. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah and well, I stopped. Yeah. You wouldn't do that now. Oh, no way. No way. I'll be gone. <laughs> Fuck you and off with you. Get out of my <laughs> way. Off I go. Coming, yeah. <laughs> I have I have done that once coming down the finish line of the old Eurobilla um finish is downhill along a goat track. Yeah. And um I remember coming along in summer and I was like, stand aside, <laughs> coming through. And oh, I wet my pants. I was trying so hard at coming <laughs> down that finish line, swinging through the trees. <laughs> Park koala. But, you know, yeah <laughs> or monkey or something um but yeah that little bit of trails changed and they've changed the finish where you finish now for your ability so there's there's not that coming down the finish line yeah now so but, you yeah. you have really got into the whole um you know helping organize like that's become a big part of your life it has it has and i yeah i don't i didn't mean to it just was one of those things that happened and i enjoyed it and um because I, I love helping, mm. I love volunteering, um, and so and you did get to see everyone, and you you, you get to be more involved, um, and yeah, and see more people and and mm. do more things, and yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah. Without volunteers, a lot of those events, you know, they wouldn't even be possible. It's so oh, it's there's no there are way prepared to do it. That yeah, there's no way. I just, I don't get how people just, and, you know, it's generally the ones who complain mm. are the ones who never volunteer and have never yeah. rocked up and have never helped. But that's the same at work or anywhere. It's yeah. the ones that, yeah, anyway, anywhere yeah, you get those that. same people, mm. you smile and and do what you got to do and you know, account <laughs> for them all and <laughs> hopefully you don't lose anyone. Exactly. Um, when you're training and when you're not injured, what does yeah. a normal training week look like for you? Oh, or does it, it depend what you're training for? Yeah, it depends like what you're training for. Yeah. Um, mm. A few years ago, I was dragon boating as well as running, and I was in the state um, team. So wow. those training weeks, I would run up to 16 kilometres one way to training for dragon boating. Mm -hmm. Plus do your strength work, um, plus your paddling training, plus oh, plus wow. plus wow um, and that was good fun um how do you have time for it <laughs> oh you, you don't sleep how you do just you don't sleep <laughs> um 
so but I've I've set up some weights in um, a spare bedroom because when the kids move out in it was spare bedrooms so I've set up some weights in a spare bedroom and I'm actually I need to have a chat with my physio because when I did weights um, at the physios I could do a lot heavier than what I do at home by myself I I need to work on work on my mindfulness and my faith Uh in myself that I can lift Uh and it is safe to do so by myself. Yeah. Uh I thought you'd like that. Someone to talk to about that. (laughs) (laughs) I do like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I was only having that chat with a friend a couple of days ago. She'd done a a beautiful weightlifting PB and it's just, um, just, oh, you know, at the physio I can, I literally, um, do 20 kg heavier on a bar than wow. I will at home. Yeah, it's just it's different. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yep, yep. And I know it's safe, but it's like, oh, what happens? Just what happens if? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so getting up, um, shift work, I tend not to run before and early. Yeah. Um, I hate a 4 a.m. alarm. They're, they're not very much fun. Um, um, or you run home from night duty or you you walk, run to your afternoon shift. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you fit it in, you make so, it work where yeah, it goes. Yeah, you fit it in with what you're doing. Yeah, it Have you found that it's helped to work? Because your work isn't particularly easy breezy. I, I could do 10, 12,000 steps at, at mm. work without trying. Mm. Um Actually, I did a half marathon at work one day. Um, <laughs> when I was turning 50, I did 50 half marathons in 50 weeks for 50 years. Oh, and um, <laughs> one of them, I'm like, oh, my goodness, how am I going to fit this half in? And it's, I was partway through the shift. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm just doing laps of the corridor here. So I turned my watch on. Wow. And I literally did a half marathon at work as a fast walk. That's amazing. Yeah. Crazy, crazy stuff. Um, you you just fit it in. If you want to do something, you will fit it in and and make it yeah, work. Yeah. Or and you wing, or if not, you wing it and hope for the best. <laughs> Can you remember what it was like to be a nurse before you were a runner? Before you. Ran? Um. Yeah. Um. I'm a lot fitter and probably cope better physically mm-hmm. with the work now because I'm fitter and stronger than mm. what I did then. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that being yeah. able to stay on your feet all day, as you just described, yeah. Is, yeah. you're not, it's not as big a deal. You probably don't even, yeah. I mean, you notice it, but it's just not as big a deal. It, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, sometimes your feet still ache or your legs still ache because of the amount mm. and the intensity of the movement you've had to do at work. But the recovery is um, definitely quicker physically mm. um, than than what it was um, before running. Yeah. Do you find the stress from work is easy to dissipate when you when you're able to go for a run? Oh, absolutely. The stress of life, of home, yeah. of work, of everything. If you're able to get out and go for a run, or even just walk the dogs around the block, or yeah. just to get out and move outside. And a bit of vitamin C, SEA, or, you know, a bit of blue therapy or a bit of mm-hmm. green therapy up in the trees and the hills. Absolutely. So yeah, when you are training, different. are you hitting the trails more than you are 
like the road or is it oh, yeah, a bit of both you have to fit in with your life I suppose yeah the closest trails to me here are about five kilometers away okay um O'Halloran Hill or you know the beach is one and a half k's mm. um so and it's an easy um to get there yeah and it's yeah so it just depends what you're doing it's easier to do um speed work or intervals I find for me along the beachfront Mm -hmm. but then again it depends on the time of the day Mm. and what the weather's doing how many people are there whether there is actually room so sometimes (laughs) the trails are yeah the dodging yeah yeah especially with because I've generally got at least one dog with me sometimes two okay um um the older dogs the older dog can only do the 6k slow now um so yeah it wouldn't take him for a run along the beach these days mm. I started would, running with he'd... our kelpie yeah oh my goodness yeah <laughs> he's, he's not even a year yet so oh, I'm training Jesus. him up to be my running dog <laughs> oh I can't wait to see how far you can get with him that'd be cool <gasps> well I, I read we read something and because like Simon and I it was just another way to keep us running we thought yeah. and um because he'll need exercise and all that sort of stuff yeah, no, yeah we live on land and he can run around here but anyway um I read something about them and it was like it, the only problem with them is that however far you can run, they can run another 10K. <laughs> it tends to be. Oh, so it doesn't need- actually matter though. And if you get them into say running 50K or 60K, they'll just expect it then every day. Like, or yeah, they could yeah. be a really lazy couch dog if you never take them anywhere. So it's that yeah. kind of, yeah. they'll um, always want it. Mm. Oh yeah. I'd, look, I'd love to put a, love to put a, um, a watch on, uh, we've got a little staffy cross oh. and he thinks 10k is a warm-up yeah um yeah. he's nuts but I remember watching a a black and white border collie down the beach chasing the waves and mm. I reckon they did about 5k's to their owners one so yeah <laughs> just, just to know how far your dog actually runs our uh, our 13 year old border collie is um he was black and white he still yeah. comes all the way down to the he does 5k which includes a big yeah. hill. We've got a 1K hill here as well. So oh, he's, beautiful. although he's still he's starting to struggle because <laughs> he's getting yeah, yeah. older. But yeah, um, yeah we haven't, he hasn't really taken him running. Uh, but yeah, th- those working dogs have that real, um, yeah, they're just able Absolute, to go and go and absolutely. go. Absolutely. We've got oh, no hope as humans to keep up with them. <laughs> nah, think. nah. Do we have a need to keep up with them? No. Right? In fact, he's quite nice if I'm doing the running portion on the uphill. Yeah. Even though he's a, you know, they're not a huge dog. <laughs> He'll be pulling me up the hill. I'm like, oh, that's oh, right. really? How do you train your dogs to pull you up the hill? Because I haven't been able to get them to do that. I was like, come on, up the hill. Nah, he just nah. did it. He just did it. I was like, oh, okay, this is nice. Cool. This must be yeah. what it's like to have a sled dog. You know, when you oh, see yeah. them, I just need yeah, the sled yeah. bit. <laughs> Absolutely, that'd be cool. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, do you run with people, or do you mostly? I, I prefer. I I'm a bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer to run with people. I run mm-hmm. a lot further for a lot longer with people. Yeah. Than by myself. Um, and I listen to music by myself just in one ear, so you've still got that yeah. awareness of your surroundings and traffic yeah. and other people coming up behind you. Um, but I find by myself, I need something in my ear, whether it's a podcast or audio book yeah. or music or something just to keep me going but yeah. I can run with someone and and chat along and um 
you do I, I do it a lot further for a lot longer easier with people okay and yeah. How, yeah. are they groups where do you get I, those where are those people coming from where are those people there's lots of different these groups. people that you're running with <laughs> yeah there's lots of different groups around here um and if you just look on the socials and there's always mm-hmm. you know a group that starts at 6 a.m on a thursday morning or one that's at the uni loop at you know 7 a.m two mornings a week or it just depends what's going on work-wise whether you can get out or whether I can get yeah. out with someone sometimes it's just hubby and the dogs yeah um just to try and get us moving yeah it, yeah, it just depends what's going on in life and and work and yeah yeah and where I it, where I get out but it yeah. changes a little bit from time to time yeah it does it does mm. I have I've not ever had a regular um join a group at 6am on a Monday morning, Mm. you know, religiously. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you've got work at seven, it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. Luckily working for myself, I've got that group. (laughs) I go to twice a week (laughs) for like, I don't know, 15 years. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so cool. We can keep our clock by it. Um, (laughs) And there's a couple of nurses in there as well. And um, they come and go depending on their shifts. (laughs) Oh, well. I always I'm feel like, sorry for them because of that. Yeah. Work. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but yeah, there's, there's good things to shift work. Yeah, I know. You don't have to worry about the shop. The, the post office is only open until 5 p.m. or whatever because, mm-hmm. you know, you've got a chance to get there. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, what are you thinking about when you're running? Oh, jeepers. Um, what's for dinner? What do I need mm-hmm. to get at the shops? Um, yeah. How bloody far? <laughs> you. Have I only gone that far? Everything. <sighs> <laughs> everything all the things and then, and then try and get my mind back into you know how many breaths am I um doing like how many steps to each yep. breath yep. and you know yep. I should be doing odd numbers because that's better on your body yep. than doing even numbers and then yep. you get sidetracked and oh look at that there's a dog I've got to stop and have a <laughs> chat and kiss to that dog and <laughs> nice tree nice plant there's something sparkly <laughs> I think I think following my brain while I was doing anything could be a bit scary. <laughs> Probably some of those sparkle moments are actually really good because you're being really present. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. dog oh, and the koala yeah, and the whatever. Absolutely. Like, oh, you're so lovely. Let yeah, me, absolutely. Let me just well, appreciate you for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter that it's in the middle of a run and you slow down, you stop, and then you've got to start again. Yeah. I have been you're left right. behind. It doesn't many- matter. i've I've been left behind lots of times because i've stopped to pat a dog kiss a dog whatever and um, and it's like nah she can catch up with us okay no worries i think that's awesome oh and i will not stop and stopping to catch up with the dogs i love it i love it um when do you think you called yourself a runner oh well that's tricky um, I think that's a headspace thing because um, when I first ran, if I look back now, when I first did my first city to Bay, um, mm-hmm. because I ran every, I, I didn't stop and walk that at all. I ran that entire 12 kilometres yeah. without stopping. The yep. speed may not have been, but that doesn't matter. You know, whether you, <sighs> whether you are um, a back of the pack, I don't know, seven or eight minutes, nine, whatever your speed is, if you are out running, you're a runner. Um, but that that's more of a head thing, I think, mm. than yeah, because people compare themselves and um, 
and you know getting around that brain space of not comparing yourself to someone who does a a three-hour marathon oh they're a real runner and I'm mm. not because I did four four hours 50 um but you know I, I still ran a marathon so I'm still a runner um, I think, yeah I think it is a very individual type of thing isn't it like because some people I talk to who might have been running I don't know 30 years they don't want to call themselves a runner for some reason they think this person over here is a runner and it looks like that and that's not what they look like and so they don't call it not that it matters it's just an identity thing it's just like a very individual kind of thing which I think is is fascinating itself and I don't ever recall saying I'm going for a jog I'm going for a run Mm. and that run could be anything you know faster slower in between depending on what you're doing but you know calling someone a jogger it's not we're runners not joggers <laughs> <laughs> that's probably yeah where people lean as you said towards um thinking of a jogger as someone who doesn't go very fast and a runner as someone who goes fast yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. No, there is no speed there, there is no set speed that you have to get to exactly um okay so when do you think you'll stop running well, when in I'm your dead. Life? Excellent. Good, good answer. There's no yeah. wrong answer, of course. But... Oh. <laughs> there <we go. laughs> um, oh, there are so many um, inspiring older runners there out is. there. And I'm, I'm just being involved with conversations around the um, um, Australia, uh, what's the Australian six day in here in Adelaide mm-hmm. at Thorndon Park. Um, yeah, I think it's October. I can't remember. Anyway, it's something I think I've got the time to be involved with this year. And John Timms is in his 80s and he gets out and he trudges that path for the entire six days. Um, I've been watching, you know, the across the across the years um, in America where we the winner was an Australian woman mm-hmm. um, and watching the, the conversation between the winner and and another woman who used to be Australian but lives in America now um, who's older and you know if I think older have a better brain space yeah um, and better able to face challenges and not letting so many little things mm. um, get in the road and not be fussed if your fingernails broken or your paint your fingernail paints chipped or or whatever whatever may be um, but so many inspiring older runners, mm. you know, 60s, 70s, 80s out there, it's just so good to see. The trails are full and of imagine, them, aren't they? Yeah, but mm. imagine their bone health, like especially for men, menopausal women who, yeah. you know, women in general need that need that at least body weight strength work um, to help with osteoporosis yeah. and, you know, getting into looking after your bone health and body health. So, yeah, how awesome they're not not going to fall over and um break a hip more easily which can be the end of the end it can be the end of the end that's a nice way of putting it yeah um so yeah moving the beginning of the end whatever (laughs) oh no 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 if you fall over and break hip as an older person it can be the end of the end yeah yeah (laughs) quite quickly most of us have stories don't we where we we've seen that um yeah moving on to yeah if you hadn't start running, started yeah. running, like how do you think it's improved your life? So if you hadn't picked up running, 
what would you be missing now? But in a more positive way to ask that question is, how has running improved your life? (laughs) Just meeting so many people, seeing different. I had no idea. I'd lived in this house for years before I knew there was a trail five kilometres down the road. No. I had no idea there was a a rec park and trails just there. Um, And when I first went there, I was like, oh, my goodness. So I've got to see some really cool places around around australia mm-hmm. um, good for exploring oh absolutely um met some really cool people um that are now cool good friends um that you wouldn't have met um yeah. certainly moved away from the yes i enjoy a glass of wine or a gin and tonic mm-hmm. but certainly moved away from those um just sitting down drinking and eating yeah um getting togethers and you know you, you you still might sit down well you still do sit down and drink and eat but it's what what do you drink and what do you eat and yeah. um and you've done a run or a walk beforehand which and met cool people and different so different thought processes different um so yeah yeah and lots lots and lots of positives lots of um getting just getting out and seeing seeing australia australia's got so many cool places to see and you get to see it intimately getting out on the trails and and then just driving past down the highway and oh look there's a hill i wonder what's in there i think some koalas and kangaroos live in there um you just yeah you you actually get to see them in their habitat and i wouldn't have done that um i I would have gone up to cleland to a a wildlife park and seen the animals there but, but that's different to actually seeing them yeah in their mm. natural, yeah absolutely there is yeah. something like I, I even now get it's all about feeling I suppose but yeah when I go a place and I run it I get a yeah. different feel for it than oh, if yeah. I just drive absolutely. through it or just you know walk around a little bit because you can only cover a little bit too if you're just walking yeah. but if yeah. I go for runs I tend to be in an especially when it and I'm in travel mode, you know, if I'm off wherever, I will explore by jog, yep. jogging or yep. running around. <laughs> I'm not going you get fast. your choice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it just, but I get this feel for it. And then even when I'm driving through that place later, if I happen to be, I look at it and go, oh, I have this different feeling to it than if I'd just driven through it or just Absolutely. Yeah, experience. Yeah. It's, it's kind of an experiential thing. You kind of grounded in that environment or something and yeah, and you get yeah. to connect with it in a different maybe it feels like a more real way intimate. grounded way yeah yeah. yeah 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 which I really appreciate to... I just love that part of it, it mm. absolutely it's beautiful just mm. beautiful like um the property that we've got in the in the southern Flinders is very close to Talawi Gorge which is a home to yellow-footed rock wallabies and goannas mm. and you know huge skinks and all sorts of other things I've driven past the signpost to that place for 50 years and not been in. Wow. Well, probably 52 years before I finally went in there. And, oh, my goodness gracious me, and it is, you know, three or four Ks off the highway. And it's divine. That I've been driving past. Mm. And it's like, Mm. why haven't? I'm glad that it's a a nice little kept secret. Yes. And we'll keep it that. We'll keep it that way. Don't tell anyone. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> don't tell me one. No, the Southern Flinders is terrible. Do not don't visit. Go them. there. Don't come to Tassie. Either. <laughs> no, no. Keep away from the Tassie trails. Leave yes. them for us. <laughs> Unless you're like-minded, then it's kind of cool. And if you're listening to this, you are. So you're welcome. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Look, I'll even provide you a place to sleep if you if you want to come oh, up and see Talawi Gorge. Oh, um, how cool. Um, 
might be a swag, but um, but it's a place. Wake up with views of the hills and yeah, oh. um, but yeah, that it's it's just different, isn't it? Getting out it and, and and seeing and being there, yeah, it's I awesome. Love it. I just love it. All right. I have already kept you ages and you have to go to work. Oh, I've still got, I, I, I need to get changed in two hours. So I'm oh, all right. You're crazy. <laughs> um, is there anything about running that we haven't, that's right, that's what we're talking about. Uh, is there anything about running that we haven't touched on that you'd like to talk about? Ooh. Running in general. Well, I'll ask you some tips in a minute. So not all beginner right, tips, okay. but is there anything about running, you know, about, well, anything? about running or your experience with running that you want to share? Oh, my, you know, my lifesaver for running, apart from a good pair of shoes, was finding a good supportive bra. I've got a good set of girls and finding something to hold them that didn't cut me to pieces and chafe. Oh, my goodness. And Tell me what um, you found. <laughs> Not that we're on product <laughs> sponsorship. No. You could be oh, helping save some other yeah. people. Oh, do you know, it was after my first city to Bay, um, so back, you know, 10 odd years ago and the bra I wore that day I had had for many many years and so you imagine the elasticity of it um wasn't and the girl started to the girl started to sneak out the bottom around the oh no that goes around your chest and I looked like I had rope burn and um oh my goodness and on the back, you got given a Sunday Mail because it was sponsored by the Sunday Mail, which yeah. is our weekly on a Sunday yeah. paper here in South Australia. And um, there was a uh, like a magazine in the middle, Body and Soul, and on the back of that there was an ad for this bra. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I'm going to give it a go. And it, um, yeah, then found some online at that point in time through um, Wiggle, I think it was, and and. Um, it worked for me. Oh my goodness okay. gracious! So no underwires and and they work for me. I know they don't. You know everyone's individual yeah, with yeah. what they do, yeah. but yeah. And it was like, oh, what a game changer! What was it? What a game changer! Don't um, keep it a secret. Oh, um, oh, night duty brain. You're lucky you got this much out of me. Um, <laughs> oh, I have to let you know later on. Yeah, um, I just think I'm I'm interested. I'm always after trying yeah, different yeah. things. And yeah, my body yeah. shape is changing. Not that this has become a woman's running only no. podcast. And my body's we're, both, we're both female, so yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that'd be interesting to know. I'm always on the lookout for uh, to try new, yeah, bras, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I I still wear it 10 years down the track. I still wear that particular bra. So I should know wow. I still buy that particular <laughs> bra. Yeah, yeah. And I've tried others along the way and nah. And you still go back doesn't to work. it. Yeah, I still go back to it. Yeah, which I'm impressed that they still make the same bloody bra and like yeah. shoes don't they change, change the models all the time. Yeah, oh, all exactly. the time, it all sucks. the time. The rat bags, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and <laughs> and and when you get really sweaty, sticking a panty liner to your bra under your boob and really? it absorbs the sweat. Oh my god, that is it stops the chafing. Um, what? oh, panty liner. Never heard of that. Should be in every first aid kit. Should be in every runner's pack. Should be. Stick it to your clothing. That's hilarious. It's pretty gross when you take it off to have a shower Ooh. and it thumps on the ground because it's full of sweat. But My husband gets <laughs> um, chronic blood noses and oh, we have been known, you know, exactly in the car <laughs> because it's like, in the, we've got no whatever, no tissues. Oh, oh, I think I've got a tampon in my bag. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it fits. It's just the right. It's, it's made for a nose. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> 
yeah. Um, yep. So, no, finding a good bra is a life changer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, without it, I certainly wouldn't have wouldn't have run more, I don't think, either. Mind you, you see some of those bl- the blokes finishing marathons and oh, whatever with like cut- they need a good bra too. Or- oh no, oh, they need pe- they need those liners over there. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I've got a friend who, even Ouch. a short distance, his nipples bleed. Oh my goodness oh. gracious me! But I have actually seen a man running topless with um, tape over his nipples, and it's like I'm not sure why you're doing that. But anyway, if he's got no he's, top on, he's a quirky fellow, and that's his thing. So oh, oh know, so he didn't have him. a top on and take no, it no, off. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Okay. And, you know, when you volunteer for events, you get to see all these different quirky people. <laughs> okay, it works for him. <laughs> what can That's you say? Exactly right, and he's not harming anyone doing it. So, no. 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 <laughs> That's really interesting. I'm going to think yeah. about that. Anyway, um, yeah. it has been amazing to talk to you, and you have been um, just a bubbling delight of running joy. I would like to finish off by asking you <laughs> if you have some tips for beginner runners. Oh, find a good pair of shoes. Get fitted for a pair of shoes mm-hmm. so you know they're going to work for you and get out the door. Yeah. Put your clothes out the night before and just, just get out and do yeah, it. Yeah, that's a good one. No that's matter how slow you go prepared. and how short it is, just, mm-hmm. just get out there and do it. Mm. Yeah. Just do a Nike ad. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah, do exactly. It. <laughs> Let, um, learn, learn, learn what Jeffing is. Um, <laughs> yeah, people, people go. Oh no, I'm, I'm walking and running, and it's like, yeah, I've been passed by people doing that in, a, in a marathon. <laughs> he, he beat me. I was running the whole time, and he went faster than me doing what you're doing. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with Jeffing. It's just fine. Like some, I've even had. You know, some elite runners on here and they talk about, especially trail running, um, walking is just a part of the game and walking is fine. Just because you're going for a run doesn't mean you can't walk as well. Like Absolutely. Such, such Absolutely. a uh, revolution for some people. It's like, it's- less, less chance of choking when you're actually walking with your drinking oh, your food um, or true. at the top of the hill and you've got yeah. so far and just, just finish off and then run the flats, yeah, run downhill and just, yeah, that's right. You're still yeah. moving. You're still out there. I like the walking uphill, running down and yep. flats. And yeah, yep. that sounds good to me. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Unless it's too steep going and... down, then you maybe, maybe should. Oh, run. yeah. Yeah. And that takes a bit of training to learn, doesn't it? When <laughs> it gets right. a bit steep and a bit technical. Exactly. But it's good when you achieve it, though. It is. It is always. Feel like a kid. That's what yeah, I like. It is. It is. And, it's like, wee. And, I actually go, wee. <laughs> And and at, at Derby on those um, Derby Derby yes, sorry Derby. on those That's on right. those mountain bike trails being an aeroplane flying around the corners on the switchbacks on the burns yeah I like yeah, that yeah. I do that they've got one in the Trevallon Reserve and yeah and not supposed to run on them but we do oh, well, as you should as you should <laughs> this is our park too not just the mountain bikers and yeah sticking That's your right. hands out and pretending like you're a little you have to I think I, I think I it's it. a part of um, not growing up is flying around them flying around the corners, rolling down sand hills. (laughs) I love it. I think it's amazing. (laughs) Okay, Michelle, you have been a delight. I'm hoping to run into you in person over the next few years because I need to do some longer runs again and get into some longer trails. All you guys talking about these incredible distances on the trails making me feel like I should do some. 
Oh, <laughs> I have no yearning to do a 200 miler though. No yearning at all. I'm happy do doing what I to? do there. No, no, I'm happy doing. I'm happy doing shorter distances now. I reckon you know. What's um, shorter though? Uh, 50 80k i reckon right I reckon. yeah yeah, yeah. So short. <laughs> not yeah, so sure. short. Short, not <laughs> so sorry i got a little story i was at i was at um a, a shoe shop a running shoe shop and um i was training for a hundred mile run at that point in time and um this girl was there talking about middle distance and i'm thinking you know how far is that and she said something about three and i'm like oh, i wonder if that's 30k no three thousand meters Oh, we were on total opposite ends of the, of the of the distance spectrum. <laughs> That's um, like the marathon, you know, run a marathon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 5K. 5K marathon. 5K marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah did that one. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's t- <laughs> yeah, it is funny, isn't it? It yeah. is. It's totally, you realise we are in a bubble. Yeah, we are. We in are. the running bubble. It, it's yeah. a good bubble. It is, and within our bubble, there are other bubbles. <laughs> yes, yes, there are. Yes, yes, you know, there like, are. Like the people who put the the band aids on their on their nipples when they don't need it because they go when they don't need a shirt. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's another exactly bubble, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can share stories, but yeah, might, might now we don't have time. Yeah, no. yeah. and maybe when you're a volunteer, uh, some of that stuff is um, confidential. <laughs> Oh no, I wasn't volunteering I'm teasing. for a couple of these. I was crewing, yeah, yeah, crewing. But um, oh no, well, that's yeah. all okay then. If you're just crewing, that's I, fine. You can I reckon tell the crazy, craziest thing I've seen was when I was crewing. But yeah, that that's a story for another day. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we should when, have a whole podcast on stories that um, oh, oh <laughs> that you've seen crewing. Oh <laughs> my goodness before. gracious me! Yeah, actually, you know, I've seen a couple of couple of crazy things. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. All right. Let you go and have dinner with your family. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, somebody else is cooking it for you. I don't know why I said that. Oh, I don't know. Have... We haven't had that. Dis- we haven't had that discussion in our house yet. Oh, there you and go. It's, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens for dinner. Um, yeah. And you have a good time at work tonight, and that you enjoy your yeah. time in Western Australia. Doing... I will. I will love Western Australia. And I know you're going to be are you race directing something in. I soon in yeah 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 that's yeah that's western australia oh in south australia yeah and western so i'm race directing um delirious west next week so yeah and then this and then something in south australia what's what's the rational south which is the 200 and 100 miles through the finders ranges excellent can't wait I will, I mean, I already put the links up in Sean's episode, which came out today. <laughs> yeah, oh, cool, cool. I'll put them up in yours as well. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, so <laughs> good. you'll be so directing good. them. And then people can come yeah. and meet you in person. How cool would that be? Uh, most people hear me before they see me, apparently. So I've right. been told. Yeah. That's a good warning. <laughs> they won't get a surprise. <laughs> and I, I generally wear something sparkly. Oh, you do? So, yeah, yeah. Sequins oh. are good. Sequins are good. Uh, for running or just race directing? Oh no, not for running. They cut. That bar. Yeah, I was thinking sequence. they might be no, not no. nice. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> for race directing. Yeah. They good reflect plan. lights and things. But yeah. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Michelle, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Don't jump off completely because I will say goodbye to you off the recording as well. All right. I need to thank get you. some things from you. Yeah. But Thanks I really appreciate the time that you spent. It's been quite fun and, and inspirational, like I knew that you would be. Especially oh, thank you. Got an awesome it's, name. So. That's right. That, that's, that's the main thing. <laughs> that's it. 
All right, I will, I will see you out on the track and also Thank on the you. other side of this. <laughs> Thank you. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast. I'd love to talk to you about your running journey. So send me a message on Facebook or on the website and let's do it. For a bunch of resources on mindful running that will help you get and stay mentally and physically fit, head over to the website fitmindfitbody.co and I'll see you there. Plus, I'll be back here in your podcast player a few times a week. Hit subscribe now so that you don't miss an episode. And before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review. It'll help more people to find the podcast and get inspired to start running. I'll see you soon. Bye.